This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. Calling tonight's game from high atop the 50-yard line, here is Jim Alsman, Dave DePasqua, Steve Reynolds, and Greg Pecco. Welcome back, Tiger fans. Dave DePasqua here alongside Steve Reynolds and Jim Alsman. This is the Tigers Radio Network. Hi, welcome back. Dave DePasqua here alongside Steve Reynolds, Jim Alsman. About two minutes remaining until halftime is over. And Steve, what can the Tigers do to get back in this game? Well, they're going to be on defense first. They've got to make a stop on defense right away. Can't, you know, down 35 to 6. Um, so that's one thing. And then uh, I think on offense, you gotta, you, you gotta do stuff that, you know, Garner Valley hasn't seen on film, which is put the ball in the air, go in that pistol formation, uh, maybe go back to that play you had, uh, first play of the game where you bombed it deep, uh, just out of reach of Nickel Rhodes. So do things that, you know, are not very typical of, you know, the Tigers, but at the same time, don't get too far away from your game plan. Run the ball, uh, you know, you know, keep the defense honest and then, Another thing, special teams. Uh, you know, we got beat early on special teams, then they they got a big break, a fumble recover, which they scored their six points on. So special teams, let's get a you know punt game, uh, you know kick return game, something along those lines. You know, win that battle here, and you know, down twenty, was it twenty nine points here? It's tough to get back in a game here like this, but uh, you know, anything's possible. Most important thing for the Tigers is to come out here. Keep their focus and, you know, play football. Yeah, play hard. See these guys keep fighting in the second half. Of a lot of them being sophomores and gaining experience, this is a great opportunity of them being down. But maybe this Tiger offense can use that pistol formation, like you were saying. Something we haven't seen before, the Ray Junta era, you were saying, like, it's been about 10 to 15 years since we've seen, like, a shotgun pass like that. So we're seeing them try some new stuff. We saw Hoff go down the field off a long pass, and we saw the first pass go for a long go, but it was no good while on the attempt for Rhodes. So we got second half about to go underway. Joining us soon will be Teddy Bailey talking some basketball. Starting second half, we have Tigers kicking off with Brandon Bailey. Bradley, excuse me. All right, joining us in the booth is Teddy Bailey and T- uh, Ted. Thanks for hi. Thanks for coming. Yeah, anytime, guys. Thanks for having me. So we got. We've been watching the game. What are, what are your thoughts so far? Well, I mean, Garden Valley's been uh, you know second quarter, third quarter. They've kind of uh, throughout the year. Uh, you know, they've gotten off to I'm going to say a slow start in the first quarter, but uh, they really haven't put up points, and uh, you can see that tonight. So uh, really pulling pulling away as they were expected to do. Uh, and their offense is looking good as always, but they're, they're running it with Jake Irving, uh, Mike Perred, uh, and Vince Rosano. All right, Bradley kicks off right here. Taken at the 15. Making his way. He's at the 40. He's breaking free. 
tackle at the 45-yard line. Shoestring tackle right there. Jake LaMatri makes a shoestring tackle. And he just said, but not before. A nice return out to the about the 50-yard line for Garnet Valley as they take over for the first time here in the second half with a big 29-point lead over the Tigers. Ball being spotted at the 46-yard line. And Ted, so what do you what are your thoughts for this upcoming season, basketball? Basketball wise, uh, you know, if you're just talking about the Central League, which is honestly what I you know pr- primarily cover for uh, CityBasketballLove.com, uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of parody in the league this year. Uh, you know, I, I, people really don't like to say this, but Lower Marion uh, is the team to beat again. I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, lose again this year. Irving with the ball carrier right there takes it to the, about the 50 yard line for a pickup of five for Garner Valley. Uh, the, you know, the Aces play a really tough non-conference schedule, so I wouldn't you know, assume to have an undefeated regular season. But in the Central League, there's just a huge drop off between the Aces and you know the the t- top five teams. With you know Garner Valley's going to be in the mix this year. Connor Sturgeon, Zach Yonder back. Uh, yeah, I can see Pancras with uh, Rami Halby and Calvin's. Uh, sorry, R- Rami Halby and Ben Casanova. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough fight for the two through five spot. But uh, the Aces are going to you know, come out on top. With that, so we just saw an interesting play. Bertelli drives back the pass. Ball was deflected in the air, and he caught his own for a no gain. And that's Noah Turner, and this kid has a promising future for this Tigers defense. Um, you know, both sides of the ball and offense. But Noah Turner, that sophomore, when you don't get to the ball carry, you put your hands up, you bat the ball down. That's what they did there. Good play. Bertelli in the shotgun, hands it off, going to the outside. He's breaking free, breaking down to the. F- 34-yard line. And Portelli keeps it there and, as you said, brings down the 34-yard line for our, for our 27-yard line for Connor Hendrickson with the carry right there. <coughs> Correction, Zach Nelson. Uh, Nelson getting a carry is actually interesting. He's more of a you know, slot back that you know catches the, catches the patches, passes. Uh, he might actually lead the team in touchdown passes this year, so it's interesting for him to uh, get a carry. But I think Coach Rudy is going to you know get into his you know twos and maybe threes throughout the game if you know this game stays like it is or develops. Yeah, trying different things in the second half, just trying to integrate new players and get some experience being in the backfield. You know, it's interesting because Garnival really hasn't been tested in the fourth quarter. Like I said, I mean they're a second and third quarter team, and that's what we. We've seen, with the exception of Upper Derby, which was a, you know a close one. I wouldn't say that they were, you know, proving that they're a fourth quarter team in the fourth quarter because it was still a two possession game. But that's really the only test they've had. So, you know, I, Coach Ricky's not, it's nice to get your players back in the game, but you know, at some point they're going to, uh, you know, have, have to play in the fourth quarter, and we'll see how they respond to that. It, it might be a you know, long way down the road. Portelli on that play carries the ball for Garner Valley first down. Tigers defense. He's the uh... Make a stop here as Gornovac continues to drive down the field here. Carry right there by number 22, Michael Bruetti. He takes a counter play up close to a first down for the Jags. Takes it down to the 14 yard line right there, setting up second and short, second and one right now for Garnet Valley. Adrian Satness in on the play for the Tigers. And interesting for basketball season, so we got a breakdown in, it looks like we have a timeout on the field for the official. So basketball this season, Marple Newtown has a lot of returning players this year. What do you think of Marple so far? You know, 
I, I haven't gotten yet to a Marple Newtown Open Gym. Uh, I've actually kind of focused on the city, uh, the city schools right now. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I really like what Coach Shane's doing over there, at Marple Newtown. Uh, I actually went, I was there. I only covered one game of the Tigers last year, is when they beat Springfield, uh, I believe, in overtime. I want to say when I'm like the East shot. I'm really not sure, but yeah, that was. It was a great team. game. Crowd went crazy when that I, when I that remember, game happened. I remember interviewing Coach Shane after the game. He was like, uh, he, the love for his players is just there. I mean, it's such a cliche thing to say, but Coach Shane really cares about this program, and it's definitely headed in the right direction. Absolutely. As Portel takes the handoff, drops back the pass, throws it, touchdown, Garnet Valley. A target defender slips there, and it looks like it's number 37. Let's see. 27. Number 27, Nelson, on that touchdown reception right there, gives Garnet Valley a 41-6 lead pending extra point right here. Yeah, like I said, they love Nelson out of that slot. Uh, and the defenses really aren't looking for him to go out you know, and, and have that 14-yard touchdown pass or something like that. So it's extra point was blocked. That's his second block one for the Tigers. So the Tigers are able to get the point there, but not before. A great opening second-half drive by the Jaguars. 8.53. We're going to go to commercial right here. Tigers Radio Network. You wouldn't want your favorite team to play only one side of the ball. So when it comes to insurance, why settle for someone that can handle only your auto policy? Bring your home and auto insurance to Allstate now and you can save big on both. You deserve someone that can tackle more. That's Allstate's stand. Are you in good hands? Hey, football fans, call Allstate agent David Monroe at 610-359-1244 today. Subject to availability and qualifications, Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois. And we're back. Garnet Valley about to kick off. Back back for the Tigers is Hoff leading in the middle alongside Ross Burrow. So right now, Garnet Valley has the lead in the second half. 41-6. Kick is up. Hoff is going to receive it at the 10-yard line. Hoff to the edge. He's trying to, there he goes, tackled at the 25-yard line. Tigers offense led by Tommy Davis going to come back out on the field. First drive of the second half here. And as we said, maybe we'll go back to this pistol formation that we saw for the first time this season uh, for a couple plays in the first half. But they need to get something going here. Again, down 41-6. to Need to you know make something happen, get some more points on the board, build some confidence going into next week. Davis under center, Rose split outside, Hoff to his edge, Satin is behind him. Davis takes the snap. It's the Rossboro on the edge, tacking off the sweep for a gain of one. And number thirty-eight. Brandon Dowd, the senior linebacker, comes up and makes the play on Rossboro. Nice wrap up by Dowd there. Uh, you know, he's the kicker, and it's funny when uh, you know opposing team you know takes a long kickoff. And like, All right, I only have the kicker to beat, and Brandon Dowd, middle linebacker, just comes in and says hello. So you know, nice wrap up, wrap up from Dowd. He's you know one of their stronger uh, captains of the defense, and uh, yeah, nice play right there. Second eight for Tigers offense. Davis under center. Hoff in motion. Hoff with the take. Cuts it back up the middle. Taken down by a group of Jaguar defenders. 
And it looked like for a second there, Hoff had something work to work with on that jet sweep. Um, but the tie, uh, Jaguar defenders come in and wrap him up on a nice gang tackle. Setting up maybe the Tigers use a waggle right here. Pass the ball. Third and setting up. Third and seven for the Tigers. So maybe a pitch to the outside or a, a little waggle pass. Yeah, but... Uh, I expect, and here, here they're going to come out in that pistol formation again. Here it is, Davis, pistol formation, Rhodes set up outside, alongside another wide receiver. Drops back the pass, just throwing it deep, intended for Rhodes, incomplete. Overthrew him by a yard or two. And incomplete pass there, using double coverage there. Might have got a little, just a little slowed up there, no call. Um, and it's going to be a fourth down. Kyle Kelly's going to come in and punt this ball away. And, Teddy, uh, what got you into doing this, you know, journalism stuff for the, you know, Central League and City Basketball? That's a great question. Uh, it's actually, you know, when I'm older, it's probably going to be a good story. Uh, eighth grade, career day at uh, Garden Valley Middle School. Went into uh, for journalism, uh, I guess, class and came out came out of it with my best friends. And we're like, hey, we're going to start a blog. Uh, and so it went from there. Um, we covered you know, roughly 20 college basketball games my freshman year for that website alone. Uh, Division one college basketball games. Uh, and, you know, we started out with like a Camden River Sharks game or a Philadelphia Soul game and just to get in the loop and, you know, Get us some experience, uh, and then I wrote for PhilHoops.com last season. Uh, focused on high school basketball, uh, did a little bit of cover- college coverage, but um, it's just been from there. And uh, you know, Josh Ruin you know, gave me this job opportunity at uh, CLBL, and uh, it's really helped me off. Uh, he's given me a great amount of advice and uh, experience, and I'm really fortunate to uh, be in the business at you know, 16 years old. Tigers punt right there, dropped all the way down to the 26-yard line as the Jaguars line up under center. Drops back. Pistol formation again. Right here, he's going to take it. Looks like a new quarterback for the Jaguars. That would be Stephen Flanagan. If I'm not mistaken, he's their second-string quarterback. Uh, yep. Junior. Yep, number, uh, number eight. Number eight. And he takes a keeper there and close to a first down. But Teddy, that's a you know it's a great way to start off. You know, young eighth grade, you said, and you know it's gonna turn into a great career. You stick with it. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, it'll be interesting when I do college wise. I still have a year to go, but uh, right now I'm just focusing on uh, this year. I guess it's gonna be a fun year in high school basketball and uh, you know, essentially especially. I'm really looking forward to it. Sixteen. And appears to be a penalty after the run right there. Saw some pushing. They threw the fight after Propelia hit him. It was initially started by Garner Valley, but of course the second guy always draws the flag. It'll be interesting what they call. It's going to be a personal foul against Marple Newtown and on Garner Valley, so both penalties will offset. And that's. That's the right, you know, it's the right thing to do there. Both guys are drawn. I think they did on that special teams play. They were the same guys they were fighting. So maybe to settle them down a little bit, you throw a 15-yard flag on both of them, but it'll be all set. Nonetheless, a first down for the Jags. I'm sure both coaches are not happy about the penalties, even though they uh, they were offset. I mean, 41-6 ball game. You, you really, there's no need to have tempers flaring, even though uh, I can understand the situation. 
Flanagan drops back. Mishandled the snap. Tries to gain. Looks like he gained a yard or two after the botched play. And he does a good job there. Uh, Flanagan picking up the ball and making nothing out of something. Picking about two yards. Putting up a second down. We have about 4.30 to go here in the third quarter, Dave. Flanagan drops back in pistol. Two wide receivers, one in motion. Handoff going to the edge right now. Was dragged down outside right there, Steve. To do a fake and an end around to number 20, and that's Randy Williams and... Number 51 of the Tigers is senior defensive tackle. Nick Volpe makes a great play, comes into the backfield and rips down the runner. So a great play there by Nick Volpe. Setting up third and 15 for the Jaguars. And Ted, so what else do you think about for football season? How is it out? How do you think the rest of the season is going to unfold? You know, for the Central League, uh, I think it's safe to say that you know it's going to be obviously league to lose. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Pancras this year. Uh, they're undefeated. Not sure how they're faring tonight, uh, but you know these two teams square off right here next week. And I mean, I think you know, the winner's going to le- win the league. And you know, Pancras, you know, their defense is great. Shutout Conestoga last week, I believe. And you know, it's going to come down to these two teams. The Central League. I mean, I think the word to describe it for football this year is diluted. I think there's a lot of mediocre teams. You have, you know, I. I honestly would consider Ridley a mediocre team, even though, you know, they're going to be on the edge to make a district playoff. So, you know, in that category of Ridley, Springfield, Haverford, Conestoga, uh, the list kind of goes on. So, you know, those teams are going to be beating up on each other, trying to, you know, sneak into the district playoffs. And uh, for, you know, the class AAA teams, uh, I, I think they'll have it a little bit easier with their strength of schedule. But, uh, you know, I think the winner of the Garner Valley and Pegros game, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they went undefeated the rest of the way and got a very, very high seed in the district playoffs and hosted their first few games. But District 1 is loaded in uh, Quad A, which is what the Jaguars play in. So, you know, it, it's, it's going to be interesting. If Garner Valley takes care of business against Pencrest, um, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see them against a formidable opponent uh, in the district playoffs and really how they respond because, I mean, if they take care of business against Pencrest and, and, of course, the rest of the season in the Central League, any sport, you can't overlook any team. But if they get through that, it, it's, it's going to be... It could, it could be a uh, awakening if they face, you know, a Coatesville in the third round of district playoffs or something like that. Tigers force the first punt as they start on their 25-yard line, and Satmus with the carry up the middle, about a gain of six or seven. So he takes the ball up the middle, close to a first down, and it looks like number ten was in on the stop. Jonathan Barron, the senior, comes in and makes a play. So, and at least. Last time we checked, uh, Pancras was actually winning 12 nothing over Springfield, so that'll set up a big, uh, 5 0 matchup next week of, you know. Yeah, Pan- Pancras and Springfield are two great defenses, not surprising it's 12 nothing. Uh, you know, but, you know, if Pancras can contain the, you know, the running back, as they call it, the three-headed monster of, uh, the Jaguars running attack, and Christian Portali's read options, I mean, it, it could be, it could turn into a dogfight, and that would face the, uh, Lions' favor, because they, they've had a few games like that throughout the year, and and, you know, the Jags are used to running up the scoreboard, putting in their twos and threes, and they might not get that opportunity against Pengrest. We'll see if they'll pull it out. So, you know, it's a, it's becoming a
having a local rivalry you know, right down the street in media. So uh, this place is going to be packed, and there's going to be a lot on the line. It's been a few years since Pencrest has been towards the top of the Central League. So you know, they're they're fortunate, but you know they, they, they understand they're taking it one game at a time. It's really going to be a fun game. Hoff with the handoff from Davis, able to get the Tigers first down, first and ten Tigers at the 35-yard line. And like you said, Pankhurst hasn't been able to build a program like this, and they're building up, so it's going to be a really high-anticipated game next week, setting up Garnet Valley Pankhurst. Yeah, the, the Lions-Jags rivalry in basketball is definitely picking up as a student here, so that, you know they're going to bring that over to the football program. You know, Coach Strapp is doing a great job over in media. Uh, they, they have the talent this year. Uh, I mean, I think it's safe to say they have the defense this year, and... You know, even if they fall uh, at GV next week, they're, they're going to be a tough out in the district playoffs. And I, I'm sure in Abington, a Coatesville, you know, if Pankhurst falls to the you know the lower half of the district table, which I don't think they will. Uh, no team is going to like to see them coming into their house and playing them. So they've done a great job, and you know, all power to them. Absolutely, they're a tough team to beat. Handoff right there goes to Satness. Setting up third and three for the Tigers. Matthew Van Treese, the junior defensive lineman, in on the tackle. He's going to bring up a big third down here for the Tigers. Trying to keep this ball moving down here to put some points on the board. Interested to see. Last time they had third and short, they decided to throw it in the air to Hoff. So, see what Junta draws up. 23 in the handoff right here. Rossborough fighting for that first down. Appears that he got stopped a yard short. See where the ref spotted. He's going to be right there. Rossborough takes a sweep around the edge towards the Tigers' sideline. And he's going to be just short. Either way, you got to keep your offense on the field. All right, and that will conclude the third quarter. Jaguars lead 41-6. to 